You are listening to Stand Out on LinkedIn, indispensable truths, tools, and tips, a show designed specifically to help you stand out. This podcast is for everyone looking to maximize their brand, network, career, and business initiatives, meaning finding a job, hiring, selling, and marketing. That pretty much includes most people. My team at Intero will be sharing their expertise and insight to get you one step closer to gaining traction and being a standout on LinkedIn. My team spends hours each day on LinkedIn, assisting companies in developing their brand, finding new talent for job openings, and even creating content to help professionals establish their credibility. The information they share on this podcast reflects what they see and do each day. If you're looking to stand out on LinkedIn, then you've come to the right place. Listen and receive actionable takeaways that you can utilize on LinkedIn to achieve your business and career goals. Hi everyone, I'm Sarah Bentley, Director of Marketing at Intero Advisory. As you've probably already heard, in 2020, we're shifting gears a bit with our content, focusing on one critical topic every month relating to LinkedIn, of course, that will enable you to utilize the platform, build a sustainable strategy, and truly reach your business and career goals. This month, our topic is mindset. We at Intero believe that mindset is the first step in achieving your LinkedIn initiatives. For this podcast, the Intero team thought that it would be most appropriate to introduce you to successful professionals who have fully embraced a growth mindset, created a strategy on LinkedIn that aligns with their values and goals, and have seen their work and commitment pay off. Today, for part two of our mindset podcast series, we welcome Tommy Diener, CEO of Tobu Advisors, a professional training and coaching company that helps leaders reach their fullest potential. Tommy quit her job during the pandemic and pursued her love for coaching others by starting Tobu, which in Japanese means to fly. Tommy, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, just to start off, tell me a little bit about the transition, leaving corporate world and owning your own company. What drove you to pivot and pursue that career path? Yeah, it was a, it was a little bit of a crazy journey. Um, so I spent over 20 something years in corporate America, working at fortune 500 companies, large organizations, most recently left an executive role in human resources, um, to pursue my, my business. I think the pandemic gave people a lot of time to pause and really think about what they wanted. And in the middle of the pandemic, I lost my brother-in-law last year to pancreatic cancer. And, uh, you know, he was fairly young. He was 56. And that really was just devastating, Um, not just to me, but my sister and our family were all very close. And so I really did a lot of thinking and I decided, you know, I want to try this and why not now? It's a good time. My, My kids are still in high school. I have a few more years before I have to get them into college. And so I left a perfectly good corporate job and uh, decided to start my own business. And, um, and that's how I got here. So it's been a great journey, uh, but a little bit scary. And I figured if I can make it in pandemic, I probably will be okay. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. So tell me a little bit on what were the first things that you focused on when creating that online presence um, for Tobu? What, what kind of, what were your first steps? To be honest with you, I really fought it tooth and nail. (laughs) Um, So I had leveraged uh, LinkedIn um, as a professional, you know, posting jobs and things like that. 
but, you know, hadn't really used it um, for myself um, professionally. And so, you know, as I was setting up my presence, I really had to think about, you know, where are my potential clients going to be and how do I want to establish myself in the space that I'm in? And I knew that I was going to have to go onto a social media platform so that it could really establish my brand and establish myself as an expert and develop credibility among my professional network. And so LinkedIn just became a very natural choice for me. Yeah. I love your branding, but I can imagine how hard it is to kind of find a place to start. And I think you do it so beautifully throughout all of your posts. Um, But how did you kind of get started with choosing the name first and foremost, and then also kind of the color scheme that you use, the font style? How did you really commit to one thing? Because I know I would have a terrible time trying to figure that out. I was, um, I'm really lucky because I actually am part of a group of other coaches and we formed our own mastermind, um, which is a group that, you know, we help each other bring our issues and we're able to collaborate and talk um, about, you know, what, what's going on in our, our, our businesses. And we were all launching our businesses at the same time. So to get to the logo, I don't know, probably drew out like five or six different iterations of the logo. I finally hired somebody, um, a graphic designer and a company to help me build my brand guide and my style guide. But what you see today was not the first three iterations of the logos that they presented to me. So when we finally, when we finally got to the crane, I knew that that was it. Um, You know, when we got to the name Tobu and Fly, it just really tied in very nicely with my background and my culture and heritage. Um, And it just really resonated with me. For the colors, um, I really was very particular about what colors I wanted. So it started out with like a lemon, melon, green, and an orange were like the first two provoked to me. (laughs) And um, I just really like strong, vibrant colors. Um, And so the colors um, that you see really are ones that resonated and spoke to me. Yeah, I love that that orange and you you kind of use that navy blue to complement and um, make it pop. But I think it looks so cool. But I'm very indecisive when it comes to creative stuff. I'll probably make like four or five iterations and I'm like, all right, someone else choose. <laughs> like, I like all of them, but I can't choose one. Well, there um, were lots of sketches going around. Uh, I had a, lot, a hard time coming up with the logo, probably spent a lot longer than I needed to on that. <laughs> Oh, well, but that's what people will like come to know you as, you know? So I think like, those are the, those are the things that shouldn't be kind of skimmed over, put to the wayside. Like that's, that's going to become how people recognize your brand and your company. So definitely super important details. So tell me a little bit about when and why you started using LinkedIn. Did you use it in your past company? Um, And then how did it kind of trickle over into where you are now? Yeah. So um, I think I mentioned this already, but used it in my prior life as a HR professional. Um, My team and I would post, you know, positions on LinkedIn. It's really the network for professionals. So when I launched my business, it made sense to go there because that's really my client base, um, executives and leaders who are looking to improve themselves from a personal effectiveness perspective. So LinkedIn was a natural choice and that's how I'm really leveraging it now is to really expand my network and establish myself as an expert and somebody who can be trusted and who knows what I'm doing as an executive coach. 
do you typically for reaching out on LinkedIn, do you use that as kind of your hub or is it um, more of a secondary way of, for you to reach kind of past clients, executives that you've known and worked with? So I, and you probably know this about me, Sarah, I hate selling Yeah, <laughs> and um, LinkedIn has really become a platform where people are just messaging for sales and, um, you know, putting messages out, like I can help you gain all these clients or, you know, I can do this and that. And, you know, my inbox is bombarded with sales pitches. And so I don't use LinkedIn um, to direct sell people. Um, it's just not my style. And I, I found that it just doesn't feel consistent with who I am and what my brand is about. So I use LinkedIn really just to build my network, um, to reach out and find other like-minded professionals who might find the content that I'm putting out into the world um, helpful and meaningful. Um, and through that process, really hoping that I'm going to stay top of mind so that when they do need an executive coach or they do need somebody to help them with some strategic HR consulting, I'm the person that has resonated with them and that they're picking up the phone and calling me. Yeah. And I've seen the content that you're putting out there. I think it's so great. Um, it's super like it draws you in. The colors are great. The images are great that you do with um, the overlay of text. I love all of that. So tell me a little bit about your content strategy and what you're putting out there and how you kind of stay on track and continue to utilize the platform for drawing people in and just staying top of mind. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing for me was just coming over, overcoming my own self-doubt. Um, <laughs> When I first started posting on LinkedIn, I was really hesitant about it. And I felt like, you know, people, what, what do people want to hear from me? Um, you know, and just really kind of questioning my own ability and, you know, that people are going to find it helpful or meaningful. I had to kind of get over myself. Um, and so, you know, Colleen and the Intero team was really great um, in terms of really helping me shift my mindset from thinking about myself um, and really flipping that onto, you know, what does my target audience want to hear? Um, and so as soon as I was able to focus on that target audience, I think it really helped my content and my content strategy take shape because it really informed um, the type of posts and the type of information that I would plan on sharing. So some of the things I do is I plan out quarterly content strategies. Um, so I take a day or two and really plan out the quarter. Um, I have a weekly series I call Mindset Mondays, where I post a mindset um, question or quote or thought about, you know, if we shifted our mindset, what if, and we'll pick different topics around that. And then I try to do a blog post every week, although I have not been very consistent <laughs> with that. So um, that's going to be one of my focus areas for 2022. That's awesome. I totally resonate with sharing content and putting content out on my own. We talk so much and in, like internally and internally, like practice what you preach to your clients and like make sure you're resharing the content and like getting it out there. And I'm one of those people where I'm like, will my network like actually see this as valuable? Um, like, and it's like people who I've been to like went to college with or really haven't talked to in a long time. And I'm like, I don't know it's one of those things that you just have to like push yourself and overcome and put it out there and be like, a lot of people probably will appreciate it. And some people it might not resonate with, but that's fine. There's tons of posts on a person's homepage at any given time. So just knowing that maybe one person, it might hit at the right time. And that's going to a just 
put them in the back of your mind. And then maybe when the time comes where they actually need you or have a question or just want to kind of engage with you in a way that you did not expect them to, that's just very helpful to keep continuing to post content and building a strategy that people look forward to. I think the Mindset Mondays are great because it's something people always know and can look forward to on their feed, especially if they appreciate it too. Yeah, I think um, one of the the biggest wins I've had, and it's been very humbling, is just having people reach out and say, you know, I really appreciated, you know, that blog post that you wrote or that that quote that you put out there. It was what I needed at the time. And so that gives me the encouragement to keep going. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It just makes people like it know that people are out there reading what you're you're taking the time to create. And I think that's definitely something that keeps you going um, and keeps you moving. So how long have you been using your LinkedIn strategy and has it changed at all, um, especially with where you started like during the pandemic and has it shifted at all in the last year? And do you see it? moving in a different direction in 2022? Yeah, so um, I've probably been using um, LinkedIn for my business consistently, probably within the last year, I would say last 12 months. Um, I've gotten more consistent probably in the last nine months or so in terms of really kind of having a structure and rhythm um, to how I'm leveraging it. And then going forward into 2022, I'm going to very... uh, bravely put myself out there <laughs> into the world. Um, one of the pieces of feedback that I've heard from, uh, you know, my audience is that they want to see more of me um, and hear more of me. So I'm going to get a little uncomfortable and probably post some videos and, um, you know, put some pictures of myself out there, um, you know, doing my work and really sharing some of the key learnings that I've had as an executive and, you know, how I've overcome certain challenges or seized certain opportunities. So, yeah, those are all great content ideas and strategies. I know video can be so intimidating. No one really likes to see or hear themselves, but I think it really resonates with people. Just it takes down the barrier of a screen and just makes you feel like you're actually talking one-on-one with someone or really kind of seeing their personality. There's only so much that we can really um, translate in writing. So I do think video as much as like, I know some of us on my team really hate it and Colleen's (laughs) always pushing us. She's like, you guys need to get your faces out there. Like these are the people, (laughs) like these people want to hear from you guys, not me. And I'm like, no, (laughs) but it's true. It's really true. I think that people appreciate video so much and the stats out there um, support it. So what are some of the key tools you, you use to keep on track? Um, so I'm old school. Um, I use a bullet journal um, <laughs> to keep myself organized. Um, and um, as part of my bullet journaling process, I have a content calendar spread um, where I lay out, you know, a three month period um, for a quarterly view. Um, and then I will write in, um, you know, what my content topics are going to be from blog posts or my mindset Mondays. I also uh, use a method where I do batch content creation. So I have a template that I use uh, where I'll just brainstorm all the different blog ideas, Mindset Monday posts, things like that. And then I'll just pull that out. And when I go to develop all my content, I'll batch it together and use my template that I've done my brainstorming on. And then from a technology perspective, I have a, I use a social platform to post all of my posts so I can schedule them. 
and then they post automatically to all the different um, social media networks. And then it allows me to track and sort of see what's working, what's resonating, what doesn't, and to be able to look at, you know, when are the best times to post some different um, aspects. So I do a little bit of old school, new school. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same way in terms of like task tracking throughout the week. Like I start the week with, I have like a little sticky. I'm, I used to be like handwritten. That's the way I got stuff done. And then I started discovering stickies on my Mac. And so I'm, like at any given time, I probably have like seven or eight stickies, like on my, on my computer, but my one is like my to do. And at the beginning of every week, I write down like day by day, like what I need to get done. And it's more satisfying for me because it holds me accountable. I don't forget about anything. And then as I go, I just kind of erase them off my to-do list. And I think honestly, sometimes old school is the best way to go, even if it's a little bit updated, like the way that I'm using. But I think just finding a way to really like hold yourself accountable and make sure stuff gets done is kind of the best way to do it. Whatever works for you, you just do. Yeah. I'm lucky I have um, some other fellow entrepreneurs and we try to do batch content creation together. It's a great way to keep ourselves um, accountable and actually doing it as well. So if I leave it to myself, I might not always do it. Yeah. That's a great idea. Just finding a group of people who can sit down and get it done versus like having to sit down and do it by yourself. When we were in office at Intero, we used to do um, blog writings like once a month, all of us had to like take the time out of our day, sit down and just write blogs. And it's just the same as what you're talking about. Like they weren't used immediately, but that way we were up to date for a month's time, maybe two months and we were ahead. And then that way, if we got swamped one month or we didn't have the time to really go out and and sit down and write it, or we just got distracted, we had that content already done. So it's definitely a nice way to really put something on the calendar, put it for a certain date and time and sit down and do the work. I think the other thing that you talked about too, like templating a lot of your stuff, I think that not only continues to create that brand recognition across the board for people who are seeing it, but it makes it 10 times easier on yourself when you go in to create stuff because you're not making something from scratch every single time. Um, So I think that's definitely super helpful too. I do that also with all of our content and for my clients' content. I try to make like different variations and iterations and maybe at like a five, six month, I'll kind of look back at what I've done and be like, okay, what can I update? What can I refresh? But continuing to use those is definitely a huge time saver. And it kind of keeps you on track to get stuff done rather than like, oh, I got to create this all over again, kind of mindset. So definitely a shift there that I think is super helpful. Yeah. Well, I'm a slacker by nature, so I (laughs) make things as easy as possible for myself. So I'm totally with you on the templating. I use Canva too. Um, and that just makes it so easy. So, you know, for people who are trying to create regular content and have it consistent look and feel, that's an easy tool. Um, it's not very expensive and yeah. you can get the sizing right for LinkedIn or yeah. other social platforms. Yeah. yeah, I love Canva. And I think another thing that's really great about Canva too, is you can match um, your brand color super easily and all of the fonts and everything. So stuff stays consistent um, and they create some templates for you. And then you can like, choose what you like and what you don't like and paste and delete. And I think that's just, it helps you just kind of get started in one place. Cause for me, like I said, stuff that's like overwhelming, so many options. I'm like, ah, what do I do? Which do I pick? But um, once you kind of get there and pick what you like, then that way you're smooth sailing the rest of the way. Mm -hmm. 
Alrighty. So what value have you seen since establishing a consistent strategy? Um, definitely have been growing my network. So that's been great. Um, like I said, I hate selling and the thought of selling and I've tried doing that right on LinkedIn. So I'm going to, in full transparency, like everybody says you have to do it. So I tried it and it just didn't feel genuine to me. So I think the value that I've seen since implementing my strategy is a, I've I've gained um, a broader network And then B, I've actually gained clients um, from being out there posting, um, you know, somebody will reach out and say, oh, so-and-so referred me to you. I'm looking for an executive coach. Um, I liked your content. Um, Or I'll get a call from someone who maybe I worked with in the past and they're like, oh, I see you're doing this executive coaching stuff. I'd love to engage with you. Um, And usually um, what I'm hearing from folks when they contact me is that they've seen my content and it's resonated with them. Um, you know, I don't want to be a coach for everybody. Um, I'm not all things to all people. I want to coach the right people for the right reasons. And, and so it's, for me, it's really about um, finding that match. So I think having a consistent strategy, one of the things I've seen is it's allowed people to connect with me and my voice and my style, um, which I think is what makes for a much better coach um, relationship. Yeah. And I think it's easier too than if those people have seen your content, they have a good feel for you already. So Mm -hmm. when they're reaching out, they know that you're probably going to be a good fit for, for you. And then that kind of takes out that vetting process so that whenever you do select them as a client, um, you guys can jump right in and move forward rather than kind of go back and forth. Like, I don't know if this is working or if this will work. Um, So definitely helpful in the selling piece. I mean, we talk about all the time, how, you know, you're just getting bombarded. Um, And you mentioned that earlier, I get emails all the time. um, And I get connection requests. And it's just it takes up. So it just clouds um, the message. It's, it's not helpful, but you might be contacting the right person and they just they don't want to have that approach. So I think um, having consistent content and just really utilizing your network and kind of playing the game that way, versus jumping into people's inboxes is definitely a lighter approach, but it's way more, it's going to give you way more results in the end because people really can see the genuine and authenticity and the credibility behind what you, what you do and what you think you can uh, help them with. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, for me, it's, it's really about, I want my clients to feel special Mm -hmm. um, and I don't want them to feel like they're part of a cog in the wheel. And, um, you know, it's really important for me to create that genuine connection and relationship with them. And so I think uh, trying to mass sell people just isn't, it's not, you know, it's just not who I'm about and what Tobu is about. So Yeah, I agree. Uh, So before we wrap up, any tips that you could give to someone who might just be starting off um, on LinkedIn or really anywhere with their kind of online presence and strategy and um, how to get into the growth mindset or just a mindset where they're going to commit um, and take the time so that they can reach their goals and initiatives? Yeah. So uh, first off, I would say um, go read all of the resources that, you know, the Intero team has Mm -hmm. put together. Um, It's very valuable. And um, I was able to really revamp my profile just based on reading your blog posts and the things that you had out there. Um, The second thing I would just say is start, you know, jump in both feet, 
don't be hesitant and, you know, test things out, you know, see what works and what feels genuine and authentic to you. Um, because at some point you're, you're going to have to find that cadence and the voice that feels right. Um, but if you just think about it, it's never going to happen. So you just got to go out there and try it and, and take a little risk and overcome those fears and, and just show up and that, that's half the battle right there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think those are all great tips and it's stuff that we, we preach all the time is just, just do it. And if it's maybe one to two posts a week or one post a week, something is better than nothing. As long as you can kind of stay consistent and then maybe ramp that up once you get more comfortable, that's just the best way to start. So Tommy, I really appreciate you joining us today. We're so happy to have you and thank you for all the insight that you've shared. It was super insightful, helpful. And yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate being here. Connect with us on LinkedIn, get to know us there and on our website, interoadvisory.com. We have lots of valuable content and inside our membership site and even more beyond that. Thanks for listening. We appreciate a shout out on your preferred channel, a review or a comment on what you'd like to hear us discuss. You can listen in on Apple, Spotify, Google Play and other channels. Check out our tutorials on our YouTube channel too. Until next time, thanks for joining.